All right, uh, here we are, episode four of the punt. Um, we've got the gun here, Brent Abdullah. Great yeah, to have you mate. Here, Welcome. Mate. Nah, nice to be here. It's a good spot, good spot, so yeah, it's, it's nice. Good, uh, yeah. If you like the punt, it's a good place to be. <laughs> um, so you had a big weekend. Uh, yeah, fat, fat result Saturday. Um, I had a good book of rides. Look, I did think I'd nail a winner, hopefully. And, um, mm. yeah, it started off well with Maddie's horse in the highway, but, yeah, to get the big $2 million race with Johnny um, and Kerwin's Lane was a fat result. And yeah. Um, it's been a long carnival, so it's probably wound down for me now. But, uh, yeah, nice to finish on a high like that. Is that because it's, it's obviously the Villiers, and that's a big, uh, big rise in price money, right? Is that the first year it's been $2 million? Yeah, so I think I've won it twice before, and it might have been a quarter of a million. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a big result. And not only that, like, you know, we've had, I've had Ellsberg and Private Eye and those sorts. They've always won, like, those million-plus races. So yeah. um, it's been a good... Yeah, good little few months. Yeah, yeah, because um, and just before Christmas, nice little bonus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids have got a heap anyway, so we'll see how we go. Awesome, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah, so you're giving yourself some time off, is that what you said? Yeah, well, yeah. I find we're the only basically industry that we don't get time off. You know, you got yeah. to pick your own, and um, I suppose the longest I've had off ever in my career was the six months after I fell. So um, that's probably brought a new lease to me, but. I've been going flat out since um, August or mid-July and um, looking after my weight and it's just sort of got to the time now where I try and take two or three weeks off through Christmas yep. and you got Magic Millions and then it rolls straight into Autumn Carnival. So basically yeah. Yeah. no time for anything else. Yeah. And how is, uh, how is your neck and everything? How have you recovered? Yeah, body's, body's good. A yeah. um, little bit sore and that. Maybe I had one flip over on me at Newcastle oh, really? uh, about a month ago. So, so right. in a race or in a... In a, yeah, in a race, yeah, before they get... Going into the gates, so I've um, got a little bit niggling things that just want a couple of weeks off, but yep. the body's getting probably tired and, and ready to fill itself back up. Jay, you had a question about Chang. Like, are you Langlands man, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I train with Chang. I haven't yeah. been there for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Huey trains with him too, right? Yeah, a few of us do, so yeah, I love, I love, love training with Chang. Yeah, I see the videos all the time. Looks like some pretty intense stuff. Yeah, very, very yeah. specific to what you do. Well, it's... Yeah, and that's probably the main word. What you said, you know, because so it's strength. Think people, a lot of people wouldn't understand what we're talking about. He, we'll get uh, some, we'll get some footage. Yeah, we'll put some footage up. But Trent Langlands is a strength and conditioning coach, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, he makes it relevant to me. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no point in me walking into a gym and running 100k and then lifting 50 kilo weights. You know, so yeah. it's more core balance, um, resistance, I suppose. Like we do a lot of Pilates, you know, mm. in a way, and um, yeah. I, it's something I enjoy and, and keeps me keeps me fit and sharp but it's just it's hard sometimes when you're up and going to fit that in with track work trials and, and races so um it's sort of more you do it probably before you're on sort of when you're starting off yeah and then as you're into mid you know into a full swing carnival and then yeah. it's just trying to about balancing yeah standing on top of the medicine ball and uh pushing one out that looks pretty tough to me i'd, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. have none now nah, the legs burn the legs do burn a bit yeah. so but used to it cool yeah so i'm gonna one thing i'd like to do a bit of a deep dive into is what a week looks like for you, but we'll do that a little bit further into the interview. But um, yeah, so starting out, um, well, the punt was obviously a reasonably big part of your life growing up because your old man was a bookie. I, I, I bet with him a little bit way back when I started betting and stuff. I used to get out of Melbourne quite a lot and I remember betting with him on the odd occasion and stuff. So. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Dad started... So I actually asked Dad this question um, not long ago. I said, what made him become a bookmaker? And he said he loved racing and he, he always loved gambling. So I think he... Took his bookmaker's license out at 25. Yep. So as long as I remember, I remember going to the races as a kid. Um, so he held a metropolitan license. He was off rails, but then during the week he was on the rails, you know, at those yeah. Mornington's and all that. So 
I remember all those days going to those. I never used to go to the metro meetings with him, but more, you know, your Mornington's and Cranbourne's. And I remember taking days off school just to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd go to the races there and um, he'd always, I'd always be, you know, having my little $2 on with the other bookmakers and <laughs> going over and picking out my horse and come running back. And I think it, back then, you know, you had jockeys like Peter Mertens, yeah. um, Noel Callow, Nashua Willow, like yeah. they were the legends around those yeah. circuits. So what's his early 2000s, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I would probably, remember, yeah. My earliest probably memories were probably like eight, to, yeah, when I was yeah. eight and older. Um, and I remember, yeah, just, I fell in love with just the racing and then, as I got a, probably a little bit older, I um, loved going to um, go, go, love watching the horses and being around the yeah. horses. But with Dad, yeah, he just he used to take me, he used to work obviously full time job bookmaking, and um, that's basically all, all all we knew. Yeah, so no one else in your family's been a jockey. There's no nah, no yeah. racing at all. Yeah. That was just it. Dad bookmaking, and he he kept going till I was uh, I think after my first year of riding, yeah. there was a few integrity issues. So <laughs> I remember one day we turned up to Bendigo and. Um, Stewards called me in, I reckon, after before the second race, and they said, "Oh, there's been mail that you've walked in with the bookmaker." I said, "Yeah, I have." <laughs> <laughs> and they said, "Oh, well, any reason?" I said, "Well, it's my dad," and they had no idea that wow. two and two together. So, Isn't that um, funny? Wow. so yeah, I think, and it got to a stage too where Dad felt that um, there was probably too many fees and everything going on yeah. with bookmaking, and he just he he, he give it away and. And he likes punting now, though, right? He punts now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a little little punter. Yeah. Uh, not a big punter. But, um, I've caught up with him a couple of times down in Melbourne. Yeah, he, he just chips away and trades and um, just keeps him busy. Yeah. So he loves it. Nice. Um, yeah, so when was the when did you decide you want to become a, a jockey? So at what age? Uh, probably, I remember doing a school assignment when I was in about grade six yeah. about sports stars and what do you want to be when you're older. And I remember doing mine on Damien Oliver. Yeah. And... Um, so probably from then, and then when I went to high school, year seven, uh, I was actually in the same year level as uh, the trainer who I was apprenticed to, John Maloney, his son, Josh. Yep. Uh, so I knew Josh, and Dad had mutual friends that had horses with John. So it was probably then that I started to go to the stables and still hadn't ridden a horse, but, you know, I was spending, I reckon, from year, year eight, uh, the school holidays, you know, a few days at a time, I'd go to the stables and just, you know, pat him and just follow John around, but yep. had no idea how to handle a horse. Yeah. Um, but you knew it was your path then. You were well. I, I just loved being around animals, and yeah. I loved horses, and I loved racing. So I wanted to give it a crack. I remember coming home and telling uh, my mum and dad after, yeah, probably year eight, oh, I want to go to, I want to be a jockey. And I was only fourteen at the time, um, and I think you had to be fifteen to become an apprentice. And they sent me back to school for another year, and I asked the question again halfway through my year nine, and mum wasn't happy, but dad <laughs> said, "Well, I'll support whatever you want to do." So. I was banking on year nine being my last year and I just give up at school. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going all out on this. And um, yeah, the school holidays from when I turned 14 to 15, finished year nine, I had that eight week break over Christmas and um, signed up with John and he basically told my parents that, you know, if he, if I don't think he'll make it, then he'll mm. go back to school. Yep. But if I do think he'll make it, then he's staying. So, um, so when, what are your hours like and what do you get paid? Uh, I think my first apprentice wage was about 200 and something dollars a week. Yeah. I was living with John. Yep. So everything was included. But um, yeah, I was living with John, $200 a week, which I went from earning nothing a week to uh, 200. Like, (laughs) my kids are at, my mates are at school and they're like, 200? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, is it a lot of work? Yeah. So I was waking up. So when I first started there, I remember, yeah, moved into John's. Uh, We'd be up at three because we were living at um, Parkdale, Mm. which is about, 40 minutes to Caulfield, mm-hmm. half hour to Caulfield. So um, we'd get up at three, get the, tr- get the track by four, 
you know, saddle up, all that sort of stuff. And I wasn't even riding then, so I'd just do a lot of, you know, the, the groundwork and um, we might finish up there at eight and then we'd go do paddock work and I'd be back then for the Arvo shift at two, finish at 4.30 and then by the time I got home it was 5.30. Yeah, what time did you go to bed? Uh, I'd, I'd eat dinner and go to bed, yeah. I was, so 7.30, 8 o'clock? Yeah, I was just, you got I was it, right? just cooked. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, so I was and only did you f- love it? You were like... Uh, I loved being around the horses but it was hard. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. wanted... What kept you ticking was you just wanted to ride, learn how to ride and... Uh, John taught me how to ride over that eight weeks and um, the rest is history. Sort of I signed up and, and went from there. Yeah. And then you sort of your, your big break was going to Gay up in Sydney, yeah? Yeah, so I started with John. Um, I rode, went on my first ride at Bendigo and then I reckon it was about another 150 rides before I rode another one. Wow. And was yeah, it, was I, went like think, a, I went from thinking, how easy is this? <laughs> was it like a setup job? Was it one of those? No, no, it was just something. Um, you? I did all my trials and he... He said, I think I found a nice ride for you to kick off on. And I think it was a horse. The horse, called, the horse was called Associate. And he started, I reckon, $10 or $14. And, um, we'll try and find the footage. Bendigo. <laughs> yeah, Bendigo. And um, I think it was 1300 or 1400 I drew low and I ended up somehow ended up three wide, no cover. And it just kept galloping, galloping, and it got up in a photo finish. Did you give it a salute back then? Or no, I had no idea I won. So, um, <laughs> so you had a winner in your first ride? Winner first ride. Oh, 150 yeah. And I thought, how, we, yeah, you think, how easy is this? And... Um, Went home and then, yeah, about it took, took me about over 100 rides to ride another one. And I think my f- that was my first ride and was every October. Ride was for John Maloney? You didn't, didn't get any other? No, no, I was, I was riding for everyone. Yeah. Um, but he was my first ride. And yeah. then, yeah, so that was about October. And I think by the end of the season, so, you know, eight, nine months later, I think I had maybe 14 minutes. So wasn't, I wasn't humming by, yeah. Any, yeah. by any stage. But um, it started to tick over pretty quickly the next season. Um, about, yeah, so... Probably what my my first full season of riding, I ended up losing my mum. She passed away, and uh, what probably saved me was actually John and the horses. I just kept. Yeah. I went to track work the next day, started riding, and about three weeks later was the day of her birthday, and I rode I think two or three winners at Packenham, yeah. wow. and just like that, something yeah, so changed, and um, yeah, yeah, something changed. Great. So I went from fourteen winners a season to then the following season. First full season, I was leading apprentice in Victoria. I got you. Are going to got to be pretty focused and hungry. Yeah, I don't know. Something just happened, and. Yeah. Um, I, I probably will. I, I had no experience to start with, and then the experience probably helped. And I, I fine tuned my craft to a, to a degree. And um, yeah, within two seasons, I was then offered a gig at Gaze for six mm. weeks, and I didn't really want to go. Um, to was be she, honest, I I had no idea who Gay was. Like I knew who Gay was, but when I was in Victoria, you know, the, the leading trainer was Lee Friedman. Mm. Hey, Lee Friedman was the best, and yep. you know, Ollie was the best. And yeah. I didn't know anything about New South Wales racing. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah. Um, I knew that, you know, Gay was obviously a champion trainer, so my manager and my dad were more keen for me to go than I was, but <laughs> because it was carnival time in Melbourne, they thought it was a good opportunity for me because I'm not going to get a ride in Melbourne anyway. Mm-hmm. So I went for six weeks because her apprentice was out and um, I rode winners. Uh, I was successful, but I hated, hated it every day. Right. And I think I extended for another month, got to about two and a half months and I was going to go home. And then I... Uh, and transferred over to Anthony Cummings. Yep. And Anthony basically said, you can have free reign, you know, ride outside work and we'll give you basically the majority no, of your You're about 17 or 18 here. I moved, right? yeah, so I would have been 18. Yep. Would have been 18. Yep. And, and I was riding for Graham Begg. Yeah. Uh, he was giving me a lot of support. and um, He's so also I, pretty laid back. Yeah, I, so I tried that. and um, You made him go to Melbourne though. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, within a year I'd ridden... Um, a group one winner with Secret Admirer. So I was 18, yeah. claiming, claiming um, 
Group one winner, second that, mile of them. The uh, she won the flight. The flight, yeah. And then I Love This City won the round with Guinness. And then she and then in I Love This City? Yep. And then yeah. she came back 12 months later and won the Epsom. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, I went from, yeah, thinking, oh, I don't want to leave now. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't leave. You know, I had three group one winners within 12 months and um, my life was Sydney. And it probably took me a good two years before I actually enjoyed being here. Yep. Yeah, you know, but you could picture, I, you know, I was... I was 18, living away from home, um, knew no one when I first came. Yeah, my life's down there. And my whole life, my family was Melbourne and my friends were Melbourne, so Mm. hated it. But in a way, I was from a broken family in a grave because my parents split when I was young, so I was between two homes. And then when I started at John's, I was living at John's. And then, so Mm. it was a bit happening. Um, But yeah, when I finally settled into Sydney after a couple of seasons, then I got to probably 20 and that was my life. And I knew that was my life from then on. Yeah. Yeah, mm. awesome. Um, so, yeah, fast-forwarding um, a bit, and we could talk about all that stuff for, for a lot longer, but fast-forwarding, um, what I wanted to do was chat a little about two-year-olds because it's the time of year now, even on Saturday, the, the good two-year-olds are starting to come up and we've got Magic Millions coming up. And, um, I mean, you've ridden two Golden Slipper winners, which is pretty huge. Not many jockeys have done that. No, so they're what, one of the big five, the big five now because we throw the Everest in. Everest but yeah, in the as big, well, yeah. The, yeah, the and the jockey four. dream sort of talk like that now, do they? Does everyone sort of said that it's it's not the big four anymore, it's the big five? Yeah, definitely it's a big five <laughs> yeah. now. So yeah. that pays the most. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, money speaks all languages, but definitely, you yeah, know, the best sprinters. So um, we look at it as one of the big five for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so at this time of year, um, are you really conscious of the two-year-olds and trying to get on the best ones? Well, I find two-year-olds is hard because if you pull a list through of, you know, every slipper winner for the last 10 years... Um, the horse that wins it and the jockey who rides it are usually the, the stable rider or yeah. getting the most so hard to get on them. Yeah. So with me, uh, I was lucky enough that when I won the f- my first one on Esther Jarb, I was stable rider for Team Hawks. Yep. So I remember riding her early on in the jump out and all I knew her was schnitzel at a response. Mm. She had no name. Mm. Yep. She was a schnitzel at a response. And I tr- jumped her out and I'm like, fuck, what do we you got here? You feel it, yeah. yeah. What do we got here? I knew we yeah. had something. And I didn't think of it just like she'd win the slipper, but I thought, yeah. you know, she's above average. And yeah. then and she was the most expensive. She yeah, most expensive she was one eight, I think. Yeah, one eight or something like that. So yeah. I knew she, one point eight million is a yearly. Yeah. So she I knew she was very natural, very fast, um, with the right camp to get a two year old winner. Yeah. And I think she won around Christmas time and I think after she won her first start at Ram, she won by about six. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, she can yeah. Win, she can win a slipper this Around awesome. <laughs> so from then on she was, you know, I I found her by that way. Yep. Um, she obviously went on to, to win the slipper. Um, and then my second one with Fireburn, well, that was just complete luck. Yeah. So I obviously yeah. spent six months out from August to February. Yep. Uh, I reckon a few weeks in. Uh, first week in, obviously, one unhinged in the group one. And I think a week or two later, um, Gary rang my manager and said, oh, does Brenton want to ride Fireburn and the slipper? And we had a few yeah. options. And I remember Mark said, what do you want to ride? And I'm like, Man, I have no idea. Two off, I haven't even looked. Yeah. Like I've been yeah. out for that long, mm. and I look and only got on her because Jason picked Sajardin. He was riding both of them. Yeah. So he picked Sajardin. I got on Fireburn, and my first ride on her was the Group One Golden Silver. Really? Yeah. So what was what was her form leading up to that? So she basically she got beat her first run and then was undefeated. She yeah. ran fourth or fifth in a Warwick Farm maiden, yeah. and then she won one one and um. And she went to she, she won three weeks out. So I picked the she won three weeks out, and I picked the ride up about two and a half weeks before the Silver. 
and they won the slipper and they won the size on it. So, absolutely shooting the slipper, didn't she? Like, yeah, phenomenal performance. It wasn't entitled to Esther win. Jab, I was watching the, the runs just to catch up and Esther Jab, very hard to do what Esther Jab did in the yeah. slipper, like Ping led lead. the whole way and just mm. keep going. It doesn't happen much, does it? Nah. And then yeah. Fireburn just was... Come from back, come absolutely, from back last. Absolutely, and just going away from it at the end. And so you got like, stood on, right? And yeah. And they got hammered. Yeah, yeah. Got hammered before the bend and I thought she was out of play, so... Yeah, two different complete, two different horses completely, mm. and two different run styles, and uh, that both we able to win a slipper. And like I said, pick the rides up two different ways. So, um, so to answer your question, it's you look to try and get on them, yeah. but yeah. it is hard because yeah. so it's more you, you need you need things to go away to win yeah. to, to, get, to get a, to get a slipper horse. You need things to go away because yeah, so you're so, no longer committed to a particular stable. No, so thing. like if you if you look at what what else is one Moss Fun, J Mac, he was stable rider for. Yep. Team Hawk, so he yep. had the first pick. Uh, when Blake won it on Capitalist, he was close with Snowden, mm. but he was James Harron's retained rider. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you look through a number of years, when Nash has won it, he was Gay's number uh, one. Yeah. When Tommy won it, he was Gay's number one. So you, a lot of these two-year-olds, you find them at home before anyone else because mm. you're usually yeah. linked with that stable. Yeah. So there's a lot of loyalty from trainers. It's not like, like obviously J-Max completely yeah. airborne. And I'm tipping at now, J-Mac would get the offer of everything before anyone. Right. So, but, so he, would his manager be able to, like, if they see a two-year-old that they think is good, would you reckon they'd be able to like tap the trainer and go, hey, we want to jump on this? Oh, well, that filly like, I rode on Saturday. Um, seal, yeah. 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 When I trialled her uh, the first time, I had a, I was told straight away, after I trialled her the first time, that Guesty was already on the phone trying to get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even got back into the stalls yet. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what he's entitled to do. He's, he's sure. chasing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're always hunting. And my manager's saying we're hunting for, for good rides. But yeah. usually, yeah, I've always had a lot of luck for Gerald and, they gave me the opportunity on that filly yep. to trial her, and yep. so that's how it all starts. But um, and how how are we feeling about her? We're gonna. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah, she's still she's still very raw, and I think she'll take good improvement. But yep. um, We've still aiming at the slipper. Yeah, they'll aim, they'll go probably aim for there's a two million dollar English restricted race for something similar she was in. That was only half a million, but it was a two million one. I think in February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever they call it. And then I think she can, if she wins that or runs well, then she can go to, I think, one more run to a slipper. So mm -hmm. they're yeah. saying she's, uh, they're saying she's small. Is that right? Yeah. She's not little, not but that. she's just yeah. a little bit immature. Yeah. So, you know, when I remember riding Esther Jarb, she was just like a complete package from right. day one. Yeah. So um, just, so they, all, they come in all shapes and sizes. You could argue there's a bit of upside there as well. Yeah, for sure. Next year. For sure. So, like I said, there's just, there's so much with young horses to, to get on. I mean, even today, like I'd finish at the trials today and you'd go through the two-year-old heats and mm. try and find something. But yeah, you need a lot of luck to, to mm. find a good two-year-old. What about Magic Millions? How are you placed with a horse? Uh, yeah, well, I find, I f I'm finding the Millions this year very tricky. Yeah. Um, I see the favourite trial today, I thought he looked okay. Mm. I didn't think he looked like a standout how he was in the Breeders. Yep. Um, Gay's Philly Platinum Jubilee won the gym crack. I thought, well, she trialled behind for Seal. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought Fasil looked better than her and then she came out and, and she won a trial the other day so uh, Annabelle's horse I thought ran well on Saturday um, come from back with Chad just missed so I reckon the Millions winner maybe we haven't seen yet mm. I reckon okay. it might come out soon or something that's in, maybe racing going to improve because I'm not sold on what we've seen at the moment and you're riding at the meeting? I'll be there yeah I'll be there yep. the wave meeting the week before and we yep. have so yeah do you just go up and back in the day? No, so I'll ba I usually use Queensland as a working holiday. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'll take the family up. So we'll head up. I think we do Paradise Resort. Just a lunatic fest there with the kids. Yeah. The, <laughs> you know, 10 days out for millions. We're there for a few days. Then I ride Wave, stay all week, do the Magic Millions stuff, the barrier draw, and then and ride Saturday. I've always had a lot of luck at the millions. You know, I yeah. haven't won the two-year-old, but I've placed in it a couple of times. Um, I've won the sprint, won the staying race a couple of times. So 
they're all million dollar races, um, so that's where you want to be. But um, yeah, it's you just got to try and hone in on those millions horses, and yeah. they're hard to find. But once you can find them, they're all probably up and going now. And I think we've got obviously the meeting at Wyong, so I'm riding Chalade, so maybe he can run well and get me to a three year old, um, and hopefully I can find a two year old in the next week or two. Yeah, cool. And just on before we finish the Golden Slipper stuff off, um, when you rode Esther Jabbit, that was the same year you won the Jockeys Premiership. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. So I went from a position of um, a top five rider, didn't have the backing of major support, and then I linked up with Hawksy. Um, I think it was when Tommy went to Hong Kong. Um, I was riding a bit for Godolphin, riding a lot for Walla, so I was getting the powerful stables to support me, and I was able to make the most of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I find Sydney's one of those indus- one of those places where if you're riding for the best trainers, you're going to get the best horses, your best rides, and makes it easier. So. Yeah. James is obviously in a position now where he'll continue to dominate the premiership because yep. of the rides he gets. Yep. Um, you know, before James, it was Huey. You know, he was obviously the leading rider for, for, for Waller. Uh, before that, it was when Gay was dominating. So, you know, Nash yeah. and Blake and, you know. So, uh, pre- the premiership's always hard to win in Sydney if you're not linked up with the yeah. number one or two trainer. Yeah. So, I'm very proud of winning that, yeah, in yeah. 2018. Yeah. So. And you just mentioned Hong Kong. Is Hong Kong ever, ever an option? Have you ever thought about it? I have thought about it. Um, if... I, Tough with kids, do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'm in a situation now where if I went, I'd go short term. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do a full term license. Yeah. So um, what's that, like Huey's over there at the moment. Does, does he live over there or does he come back and forward? So I think Huey's over there now till I think maybe mil- I think he's done a three or four month. But he's actually living over there. Is so he's he? living over there. The yeah. kids are over there. Yeah. Christine's oh, right. over there. Cool. Um, and then he'll probably come back for. I think he's coming back for Carnival here. Yeah. And whether he goes back, I don't know. I suppose they're probably testing the water a bit, see how they all like it. Mm. Um, and there is an opportunity there because there's word, obviously, Marrera's on his farewell tour. Mm. Um, and Zach, well, Zach could pull the pin any minute, you know, they yeah. reckon. So it could be next week, could be next year. But And they've just... And what, if he, would he come back here? Well, I don't know if he'd ride again. I'm right. saying he'd be very well set up. Yeah. Well, he keeps telling everyone... <laughs> he tells everybody. Right. <laughs> he's, got, he's got no home line, so... Yeah. No home line, but... Did um, he say to J-Mac, mate, if you want to make real yeah. cash, come to Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. so... Um, just, just on that, is there much sledging and stuff like that that goes on in the jockey's room, you know what I mean? Like, before uh, rides or... Sydney's pretty loud, yeah. We, yeah. we all get along very well. I know you gave it these ones to, to Tommy when, yeah. when you went past him. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of banner, but um, nothing nothing vicious or anything like that. Yeah, but, um, bit of good, you all, bit of good chat. You're all a team? Like, you sort of feel like you're... Well, of course, you're all obviously trying to beat each other when you're on the track, but does it feel like you're... At the end of the day, we all put each other's lives in each totally. other's hands. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to have that mutual respect, but I'm not going to let anyone in just because he's, I no, had a beer with him no. last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. So, yeah. yeah, we have that. But, but um, I guess you can't help but become mates with these people. You spend exactly. So we spend so much time yeah. and we're in our little bubbles. So yeah. um, I find the rooms are all different, though, compared from Hong Kong. You know, you've got people from all over the world and it's very strict and serious. Mm. Melbourne's a little bit... Melbourne's better, um, but I find Sydney's the most yeah. up, upbeat. And that. You find like when you fell and um, Adkins, for example, that sort of sh- sends a bit of a shiver through the room. And yeah, people well, I was get reminded t- about. T- well, I was I was told when uh, when I fell that yeah the the room was rattled for a couple of races. So right, um, maybe, yeah. just, I suppose it's the unknown. Yes, you know, if someone gets up, walks away. Oh, sweet, you can move yeah. on, get on. But yeah, yeah. That's it. when someone's yeah. leaving an ambulance unconscious, yeah. well, then you're not sort of yeah. sure. So. Um, yeah, but going yeah. back with Hong Kong, well, I'd, Hong Kong's there, you know, the, the prestige is, you know, the, the best in the world and they get attracted, you know, obviously the international horses and that, and the best riders and the prize money with the tax. So, yep. uh, but the way Peter Valandis has set up Sydney now for a jockey, yeah. um, you know, I live eastern suburbs, the in-laws are within two minutes, so we've got help with the kids. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm five minutes from the airport, 
15 minutes to the city. I ride three days a week, and I've got some of the best prize money in the world. Yeah, sure. And I'm yeah. in a great I'm in a great position on riding for a lot of trainers. So yeah. to me, it'd be very hard for me to pack up and go and start somewhere new. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say no to a short-term license anywhere. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I love Japan. Japan yeah. Japan was very successful. I love Japan. I think. Their horses are just beasts. I think they've got the best in the world, to be mm. honest. Mm. We only see their C graders, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was there the other week um, and there's when the jockeys walk around, you can hear a pin drop. Yeah, like yeah, it's boys, crazy. The like they shout out to Damien Lane once and everyone's like, shh, yeah. Laney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just different. They're there to appreciate the horse. They yeah. Are. You know, they yeah, are there sure. to appreciate the horse and they get a hundred thousand there. Yeah. Where in Sydney, you know, now it's all younger generation, yeah. and it's party, party. Yeah. So um drinking and dancing. Two different two different <laughs> things. It's still great. Like Everest Day was massive. Like I haven't seen a crowd in Sydney mm. like Everest Day. I remember looking up going, Wow. And we were at the barriers. Did you hear Sweet Caroline? Did we were we were loaded into the barriers and we all just looked at each other and we could hear Sweet Caroline. We've never heard that. Like did you did you think you were the winner? I thought I was home. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe something came from behind me. I yeah. just thought he'd be the strongest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember lining up the big chestnut in front of me. I've got him. Yeah, got him. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to get him for a long time. Like, I've got him, and then I got him, and something got me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, crazy. What's that feeling like when you know, like, it, obviously you lost there, but you know, when when one picks up underneath you, and you know you're going to win a big race like that. What's the feeling? Oh, like? well, when he won the Nature Strip, that three million dollar race at Rose Hill, and mm. I let him go at the two hundred. I gave him a couple smacks and he was off. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. They're the fun horses to ride, aren't they? Yeah. The ones with the big finish. Yeah. It feels better, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than gripping on when you're in front. <laughs> yeah. No. Nah. So, um, yeah, that was probably, probably yeah, a big highlight for sure. And just to finish off the the jockey's room stuff, I just wanted, what's it like on a Everest day, for example? What's it like in the room during the day? Do you all sort of keep yourself a lot? Do you listen to music? Um, or is it? Oh, the big days are maybe a little bit more calmer. Yeah. Uh, but there's still a bit going on. Yep. You know, might throw a few lines around here and there, but um, usually sort of when the race, met, obviously the big races are towards the end of the day. Yep. So when that sort of everyone sort of locks in and, you know, you, you've already done your form and that, but you just keep yourself probably a bit more. But at the end of the day, we're still going into the meal room together or watching replays. And Do you love mobile phones? No. No, so that, right, so you can't mess around with your phone. No. It's probably a good thing, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Stay focused, yeah. Cool. Well, some people have a phone, but... <laughs> yeah. Not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've been found out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about your fall. It was um, re- really, really horrible for people who don't know. Do you, would you mind just telling people about a bit what happened? And Yeah, so I've had a few falls. Um, but yeah, August 21 was definitely my worst. So I had a fall in one of the stakes races halfway through the day. I actually had a great book of rides too. Like I just thought, <laughs> just I thought I'd ride a couple. I thought too, I'd, yeah, it? the spring yeah. was kicking off. I had a couple winners. I, I thought I had a couple winners there, um, and I thought I had good carnival horses. I was on Think It Over. I was on the Private Eye, and I'm like, oh, geez. Mm, yeah. they both trialed up well. They're gonna have fat preps. Just mm. and um, I won. I won the midway or whatever it was on one of Kerry's. Yep. And then yeah, I fell in the Phillies race. Um, I was knocked unconscious. I think I was out on. The, they said I was out on track for about three minutes. Yeah. Wasn't breathing. Just out. Yeah. Um, I think my, the doctor and that run. I don't they, remember any of this, obviously. No, they thought I was gone for a bit. Um, wow. And I, wa- I remember waking up halfway to the hospital in the ambulance, and yeah, I was complaining of neck. So I ended up fracturing my C6. But you, had, you could move your hands and your feet. I had, well, I had movement, but I was obviously braced right up, neck yep. brace. And I remember, um, yeah, having, I had a lot of pain through my neck. So when the scans came back, I had fractured C6 and 7 and a bleed on my brain. Yeah. Um, the bleed wasn't big, but it was enough to suggest that I had to stay for a bit and just to see what happened. And, um, I was thinking, oh, yeah, well, what are we? We're August. <laughs> and I, I had to look at the results. I watched Private Eye 1, think it overran good. So I'm thinking, well, Private Eye's going the Epson. 
one week, two weeks, three weeks, four <laughs> weeks. And I'm trying to work out, geez, so fracture, I'll be back. Fractures are six weeks, aren't they? Like, I'll be yeah. back in six weeks. <laughs> I wonder if Joe will put me on him in six weeks at 52. And I'm, I'm, that's how I'm thinking. Anyways, about two days later, um, when everything came back and the bleed cleared up, um, yeah, they came in. I said, oh, time? And they're like, oh, mate, there's no guarantee. Like, yeah. everything's sort of healed properly. I'm like, six weeks. Yeah. And that, that's when it all sunk in. And, um, yeah, so basically I had, uh, from when I fell to when I rode back, I think it was about six and a half months. So uh, a lot of hard work. I was neck braced up for a couple months. Uh, and then even when the neck brace came off, I was just a slob. I couldn't move. Right. Um, everything was just so stiff and sore. Yep. Uh, I had no rotation in my neck. Yep. So I wouldn't have made him do this. Like, I was yeah. just like... Mm. Wow. Uh, so and you had two young kids too, right? Yeah, so Bella was born in November. So, oh, wow. so from, yeah. from end of August and then September, October, uh, yeah, I, I don't actually remember much. I was in a pretty dark place yep. because if you remember the preps that Think It Over and Private Eye had, uh, <laughs> I think... Think it over was winning every race for the next two weeks. It did, yeah. Uh, with well, Nash and, money, yeah. and Private Eye um, come out and won the Epson. Yeah. So I was just naturally thinking, you don't think of anything else, I was just thinking, could it be me or, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, um, after, yeah, so probably after two months, yeah, it was really bad. And then Bella was born uh, November 25. So I reckon from then that's when it all changed a bit and got yeah. better. Yeah, so she was born. So we obviously had Hunter. Two years prior, yeah. um, and then yeah, Bella was born. So the little girl, um, I've got no doubt she softened my heart in a way. Yeah. Um, and then from November to basically January, um, it was just all about spending time with her and, yeah. and Hunter and, and my wife. And uh, how did your, your wife deal with it? I mean, no, no doubt would have. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it rattled her. Yeah. yeah, it did rattle her. Even when I. I she's from a racing family, so yeah. She, so her yeah. dad's Neil Payne, so yeah. um, she knows how, what what happens, and um, obviously Neil. He lost his career, obviously, through a through race falls. And, yep. um, but, no. yeah, just spending up time with the kids and, mm. and Taylor, I really enjoyed. And yeah. um, I think I got to about 65 kilos. And, honestly, Jan Christmas came around and January, I went to um, Magic Millions and I had, hadn't even sat on a horse. Mm. And they asked me to do the barrier draw because I do it every year. And I agreed to it and I had no interest, honestly, of making a return. Right. To I racing. Just, well, wow. not. I just didn't even think of it. Like, I wasn't sure if my body could do it to start with, because I was sixty-five kilos. Yeah. I'm like, Shit, this is going to be a long way. So you and you, you mentally, were... I was just so cooked out of it. Right. Because you're in that little bubble. But why were you so cooked? Because it, had, it was just such a horrific injury. And well, just everything. Because I hadn't had given my body a break like that for a long time. Okay. But you realise there's more to it. Yeah. You know, when you're in that, you're in the bubble. It's just racing, racing, yeah. racing. And then when you're out of it, you're like, well, mm. yeah. it's not the bees on end all, but it's pretty demanding on your body, you know, your, obviously your routine and, um, like I said, my weight. And then I just lost the passion to ride. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, re I remember at Christmas someone, a couple of people asked me, like, will you ride again? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know, just see what happens. And um, I remember ringing Hawk. I seen Hawksy at Magic Millions and um, I did the beach gallop and I enjoyed it, but, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. And... The first, they didn't even know that that was my first time on a horse since I fell. No one knew then. I told everyone, yeah, I've been riding. <laughs> Who are those horses that yeah, you ride on the beach? They're ex-race horses. They're ex-race Yeah, so no yeah. one knew that was my first first time back on a horse. And um, <laughs> I actually nearly fell off it a couple of times. Like, I was just <laughs> so out of sync. And I spoke to Hawksy at the sales and he said to me, look, if you want to come back, no pressure. Um, 
we'll throw you on a couple of quiet ones on a, you know, on a random morning when no one's there and no one knows you're back at the track. Mm. And I think I turned up on a Friday quiet morning and um, I rode two and oh, well, I felt horrendous on them. And I enjoyed it, but I just felt bad on them. And then I think for the next couple of weeks I did. And that's when the bug started to come back a bit. Mm -hmm. And when that passion lit back up, that's when I thought, all right, I'll make a go. And that was probably, yeah, the end of Jan. You're highly competitive. But I was, I was training. I was doing full-time training. So yeah. I was with, training with, with Chang. Yep. Uh, but I wasn't training back to ride. I was just training to get my body right, you know, because yep. I couldn't lift my arm up above my shoulder. Or, and, mm. um, and that's so, like, I was just training to get fit. My weight went from 65 to about... 59 mm -hmm. um so then by when i started riding track work and and that then i'm like yeah the game right. on here and we started working out a, a comeback plan and um from then it was timing because i was coming back at the hardest time of year i was coming back peak carnival yeah with yeah. no with no base fitness or anything so um yeah it was hard but yeah i was riding work for hawksy and then uh i rode my I had a two rides i think uh mid-feb Mm -hmm. One for Masara and one for Gerald. And Masara's, I think, ran last. Gerald's might have beat one home. They were both 50 to one and I, I left the track smiling. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt like that Great. kid having his yeah. first race ride again. Awesome. And I haven't felt like that yeah. ever. And that's when I'm like, yeah, we'll make thing. And then two days later, three days later, I picked up the ride on Hinged in the surround and she won that. So yeah. it went from, yeah, six weeks prior to whether I will or whether I won't. Mm, and then within six weeks, group one winner. So, and then three weeks later, a golden slipper. Yeah. So Decent yeah. comeback. Complete, complete <laughs> whirlwind, yeah. yeah it was, it was, I mean, everyone loves seeing you win the slipper considering what you've been through. So. Yeah, so it was pretty, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty hard for sure. And like there's people there that have, you know, never come back from similar sort of injuries. So um, yep. I was very lucky that I had stable fractures and that, but mentally, mine was more mentally. Um, I had to get my head right before I wanted to come back. Mm. Mm. And I wanted to make sure I didn't come back too early because um, you see a couple of those riders off those injuries. Like I've seen one not long ago that he broke his something similar and they were back within, I think, three months. And oh, then I really? think they had to have time okay. off again because it was... Came back too quick. Yeah, came back too quick, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you ever get that low that you thought you'd have to dress up in a colourful suit and flatten people <laughs> again? <laughs> no, no, never thought of that. I actually had no thought on what I would do. Yeah, I was going to say, what, uh, what are you like thinking? compo was there, but... yeah. Compared to what I was earning riding, compo yeah. is nothing, you know, because it's capped yeah. at a, yep. a limit. So the money was never, you know, I knew I couldn't keep living off compo, but mm. um, I had no idea what I'd do. So de <laughs> it definitely wasn't dressing up in colourful suits for gay anyway. <laughs> any any chance of bringing back the cubby house? Was you thinking about those sort of uh, things? <laughs> I wish, I wish. Probably pass the use my use blade on. I use my date now. Uh, Single man's kids game, are, is it? The yeah. kids, are, the kids are too, yeah, too too busy now. Yeah, right. Very about good. Gray, greyhounds, you want to talk about some greyhounds? Yeah, stuff? I, I see you've got a couple of greyhounds. Yeah, Fernando Hunter goes all right. Um, uh, well, look, I think in a way, I think the dogs, the dogs probably helped me in a way. Yeah, mm. because I've always been involved. But um, when I fell, I had a dog at the time called Fernando Hunter. Yeah, so I, I put a lot of energy into into him, and he was winning. And obviously, I named him after my son, yeah. Hunter. So um, it was pretty special to see him have obviously good ability. And I was very close at the time. Very, I'm very close with a few boys who obviously they punt on dogs and they're good form analysts. Mm -hmm. um, they know their way about the dog racing. And obviously, I've know a couple of boys that they're big on their golf and big on everything else. So yep. I remember halfway through my injury, yeah, I was just punting. Just, <laughs> you know, at 2 a.m., I was punting on golf and, you know, 
I, I, be, I become pretty good with my dogs because yeah, yeah, I was just, I obviously had good you know health. Form. Yep. And then I was, you know, at Maitland on a Monday, I was, the same dogs were running. So mm. I actually had a bit of luck with, with that and um, had, had some good collects. And I love the NFL, love the NBA. So I had plenty of sport to watch and yeah. that was what was the thing. But the dogs definitely. So they, 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 how did you get into the dogs just to start uh, off with? One of, them, one of my mates had dogs from yep. when I was a kid, from when I was an apprentice in Melbourne. And then, yeah, trans, I, I left the sport for a bit and then, um, Got back into it. Um, so, yeah, he started with Fernando Hunter. I've got three or four up and going now. Mm. And Mr. Perfect's another one? Mr. Perfect, Pretty exciting, yeah. Mr. He's Perfect as well. Got uh, I've got, I got own a quarter of him, so um, he's good. It's just easier. I rather I don't buy him as pups. I'd rather him sort of trial or have a start and you yeah. know they're good yeah. and then I'll buy into them. But, um, yeah, definitely the dogs help me get through. So I love my greyhound racing and the prize money's Starting to mm. go up and up. Yeah, so. it's flying. Yeah. Greyhound racing. Yeah, Game's price money's good. ridiculous. So, yeah. um, you know, because we don't pay training fees now, we just, you know, with Daryl and Michelle, we're just 50 50. Yep. Um, with, you know, with prize money. So we buy them and then we give them to Daryl and Michelle and yeah. basically, yeah, try and earn some yeah. prize money. So the goal for me is I'm sort of in the process of building a house and, and getting that all set up. And when I do, I'll probably start investing a bit of money into a couple of good bitches and yep. well bred ones and then. Mm. trying to breed litters, yep. sell half, keep half, and yeah. if it gets to the stage where I can have 30 runners, 30 up and going at a time, that'd be great because it's something I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. So you, got, you got your handler's licence as well? I saw yeah, that. I've got a handler's licence. You've got a trainer so or anything like I'm that? I'm lucky with Daryl and Michelle. They're obviously very hands-on trainers and um, they know I love it. So, so that means yeah. you can... They give me plenty. I can, yeah, can, can count. I can box them. Everything. I can do that. That'd be so yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I've already said to them I want to box one of them one day. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I haven't had time to. I've got to do a bit we'll, more. But We'll send the cameras out. Yeah, I've already right. told Daryl and Michelle that when Fernando Hunter's nearly... Because he's nearly eligible for the Masters, I think, next month. Right. So that's like all the four-year-old nut. That's all the the old blokes, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've already said when Hunter's about to retire, yeah. I said I'm gonna, I'll just take over, I'll get my trainer's license out, yeah. and I'll just take him down a LARPA beach, yeah. take my little sweetie toy, and he, he can just run up and down the beach, and I'll just there's, take him to Winnie Park every Saturday, yeah. take him to Winnie Park every Saturday for the Masters, and I'll just load him into the back of the RS3, and <laughs> we'll, head, we'll head up to, to Winnie Park and try and nail the winner. Okay. Mate, there's another there's another dog from out that way. You know Pindari Express. Yeah, yeah. they live next straight. They live straight down, down from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah. Pindari Express. I only ran a couple of group races. Bull yeah, so they're times. they're because they walk. They still walk the dogs around. Yeah, they're, I see them all the time. I live out that way as well. Yeah, they're a street. They're a street behind me. So um, we see them all the time. And I've always told the missus like when we're we're building now, and we've got a good sized backyard, mm. and we've got like this little space in the corner. And I always tell her I'm gonna put yeah. some kennels in there. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, when I retire, I might train four <laughs> dogs and. I'll make sure they're fast ones. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'm not sure she's not sold on it yet, but <laughs> I've got a few years to push it over the line. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like she's going to have to be. <laughs> yeah. I bet the uh, bet the the corporate bookies that have been interested to see you come through, start betting on dogs, going, oh yes, we've got a cashed up jockey. Yeah. He's bored. Oh, <laughs> I've always, I've always, like I said, I've always punted. Like, yeah, you know whether it's NFL or NBA. Um, like I was on gold. I, I love following like with the NBA and the NFL. I love trying to pick a team out halfway through the season. Yeah. Yep. So last year I had um, Golden State going for forty-five off, yeah. off two multis. Lovely. Uh, yeah. From I had two Dang. dogs into them, so I love that. Buy a few dogs with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Daniels. laughs> More. Ex there's other expensive things too. Uh, yeah. That paid for a that paid for a holiday. Um, yeah. I had Tampa Bay going the year they won with yep. Brady because I was a bra mad Brady fan. Yeah. They're so gone right now. And now they're just completely <laughs> cooked. Uh, I'm I'm all over Chiefs this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going yeah. chips and I'm chiefs. I'm on chiefs and bills, and yeah. I'm on. I never. I'm on Tom as well, but I, I think it's nah. I'm. And I, just on I Tom. think. I think the other division's gone. 
I can't see. I just can't see. I think whoever wins that division. It's a, it's a Josh Bills, and Pat show, isn't it? Yeah, I think whoever wins between Bills, Bills and Chiefs, Chiefs, that division, yeah. I think they win. So I'm going. I'm loading up Chiefs. Yeah, every multi at, I'm having, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. You look at Tom Brady and get a bit of inspiration from him. You're an elite athlete. He's, you know, one of the great elite athletes in the yeah, world. And his focus and his and the way he looks after himself. Do you? He's a goat. He's the yeah. goat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as dedicated. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he's just a freaking nature. He's how not quite as old either. How, yeah, how we can do that. I'm, <laughs> if I make it to forty, still, mm. I'll be, I'll be happy. I, I try and reassess every five years. Yeah. Yep. So my next one will be thirty-five. I'm thirty, turn thirty-two in January, and then we'll get to forty, and we'll see. But I'm trying to build, you know, build the bank up now, pay, pay everything off, and and then hopefully you just enjoy, enjoy life with the kids. But I'm in a position too at the moment where. I've always been told that zero to four with your kids is the greatest time, mm. you know, times you don't get back. So mm. I'm mindful that, you know, the Sundays at Hawkesbury and that aren't taking preference over over the kids. So I'm having a lot of those meetings off. Yeah, that's great. And so on that, uh, are you sort of, do you have a focus on setting yourself up and your family up so that you, like, can stop riding at some stage? In yeah, the for future? sure, for sure. I love yeah. what I do. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love what but I do. But are you, like, five or ten years from now, do you think you would have retired from riding or...? Um, Take it year by year, you know, in a way. Um, obviously, I've always said I'll reassess every five, but if I got to a stage where I, I don't think I was competing at my best or my body wasn't handling it, then yep. time's yep. up. Yep. I don't want to get to a stage where <laughs> the pu- the public are going, he's so <laughs> gone, that bloke. Like, yeah. why is he, what's he like, still like doing? Like what we just said about Tom Brady. He's still, he could just come back and dominate. But, um, well, yeah, I don't want to get to that stage. Now that you've got a Tom Brady, you could turn him around. You're, yeah. you're pretty yeah, powerful. Yeah, that's like. true, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, the best thing ever is that I'm pod- I love Tom. I'm like, yeah, he, oh, he's, I love, he's sitting on I've top still got, I've, like, I've got the New England jersey of Tom. I've got a Buccaneers jersey. If he went to Miami next year, I'd probably buy a Miami jersey. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, love love the sports and I love, like I said, hunting yep. on, on everything but horses. So, um, and, and on business and setting yourself up. So you said you're building a, a nice family home? Yeah, so we're living in Chifley. Um, yep. So the in-laws are in Malabar. So, uh, yeah, love the area. Yep. Um, like I said, close to everything, beach. Um, and, yeah, that's where I want to be. So yep. we're building there and uh, hopefully we're in there by next year, Christmas next year. Awesome. And is there any other business interests that you're looking at already? You can start dabbling in, or it's oh, just you got not enough really, fun. not really. We like we see. I had a lot of fun with the you know if anyone knew the cub, knew the cubby house. We had a lot of fun yep. there. Um, I, I mean, this, this I met a, Joey Johns in there for the first time. Yeah. This is <laughs> a <laughs> restaurant kind of bar at it the was, spot in it, Randwick. It was a restaurant that we tried that we somehow turned it into a half a nightclub. Yeah, yeah. and we, <laughs> and, you did this and we got shut sailor. down. We we ended up selling it because we we're going to get shut down by the police because <laughs> <laughs> wow. so um, and then we and then we we ended up getting yeah maybe Frank's. Yeah. So excuse me. So then we ended up investing into a nightclub in the cross. Sapphire Suite. The yeah. old Sapphire Suite. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And then fucking COVID got us there. So right. um, So that Sapphire Suite's done? Yeah. So we won't go back into that. But yep. it wasn't as successful as we we're hoping. But I suppose nightclub in the cross is gone compared to yeah, I remember when true. I turned up yeah. at 18. Yeah. yeah. Completely gone. <laughs> that was yeah. just where you wanted to go. Yeah. I've had a few, had a few good nights. I remember, I, remember I used to go there, I reckon, three nights a week. Yeah. You know, you could go there, you could go, <laughs> you could go three nights a week when I was a kid. and. I was there because when it, when Sapphire Suite was airborne, it was just before the lockout laws came, yeah. wasn't it? Like it was, yeah. And then that was it. And every NRL bike was there, and yeah. it was just it was just the who's yeah. who. So yeah. that's yeah. where it was uh, a pretty heavy place. Like you didn't walk in and feel like, oh, yeah. I'm sweetie. You just walked in like, ah. So you well, I, I remember I tried to punt, I I wanted to belt the bike at the well, not belt the bike, but I remember talk, <laughs> this is the first time I met Huss, right. and uh, who's my business partner, and I didn't realise he owned the joint. Anyways, he's like there in shorts and a t-shirt and. Former rugby league great as well. Yeah, he's a good fella, hussy. And um, I remember sitting at the bar and I looked at this bloke and he's like, you're up, mate? I'm like, yeah, I'm right. 
what do you want? No, I'm just right. And I'm like, mate, this. And I, I turned on him for whatever reason. <laughs> and he pulled me away. And I didn't realize we had mutual friends in the back. Yeah. He goes, I like you. Anyways, <laughs> we become friends and. That, this is us. And this is us. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's how, yeah. I, that's how, I, that's how I knew him. And then we've been long, like, you know, long time friends since. And then I, from then I was going to, going to that joint every weekend. Yeah. And doing, <laughs> so I, I felt safe every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. I knew yeah, security yeah, yeah. guard. I knew his old man. I knew yeah. everything. But um, mm. yeah, great. They were great times from 18 yeah. to 25. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's completely different now. That area. Yeah. Now it's all residential and not much happening. So I don't think it's ever coming back. I, I doubt know. I'd venture into that side of things again. Mm. Um. If you told me what I'd do, no idea. Yep. I've, like I said, I've got a passion for the dogs. Um, I'd love to stay in racing um, in a way, whether I would never train. I uh, wouldn't have the patience or the work to do that. Um, maybe if I found a really wealthy owner who wanted to invest and I'd just manage his horses mm-hmm. yeah, for a wage. Good. That sounds like a good gig yeah, so I can yeah. be involved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Probably, I don't know. Uh, was it was – it is it Peter King, Paul King? That he does the Orbis. Well, I think yeah, he was Orbis, on Orbis. Yeah, yeah. You get, there's a few, there's a few of them out there. There's a few gigs like that. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Be a good question. I don't know what I'd do. So yeah, um, yeah long time to work it out. You're 32. Well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hope I don't have to get to that stage. How old are you now? 30, I turned yeah. 32 in January. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got some questions, which are always good. We'll move to them in a second. But one thing I, I personally find pretty interesting is to know what your week looks like. Like we could even sort of look at this week now and see. What you did yet? This is in terms of what you, you know, you're being a jockey. Like, so what did? So yesterday was Monday. What time did you wake up yesterday? And what happened yesterday? Uh, so what was yesterday? That's a good question. Monday. Uh, well, Mondays. The way the schedules now is, not much happens on Mondays. So I think yeah. the ATC they're programming all their trials on Tuesdays and Fridays. So Mondays is good because I've got. I usually try and keep Mondays. NFL's on. Yeah, well, big day of NFL. But I usually um, take Hunter to swimming. Yep. So he goes swimming Mondays. Um, and then it's just yeah, cruising around, not doing much. Do you do a, ses- a training session yourself? Were you like a uh, right now, it's Christmas time. No, I, yeah. I, I said bye to Chang a few weeks ago. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. So we're up, to me in a way, I'm off season yep. now. So the training sort of stops, getting to Christmas. So Monday, yeah, cruise, um, chasing rides. So the rides now in Sydney for the Saturdays are done sort of 13, 14, 12 days in advance. Okay. So yesterday I was going through with my manager looking at rides for Saturday week. Yep. So you get if, on. You yeah, get well, well, it would be for Saturday week, but I'm not riding Saturday week. But it would be. We'd yep. be chasing rides, you know, going over what and the weekend. And you jump on the phone together? Is that how you do it or do you? Yeah, we just call each other. Yep. I speak to him three times a day at yep. minimum. So that, um, so Monday was pretty cruisy. Uh, today we had trials. Uh, today I had track work. So I was at Wallace this morning, track work. And what time do you get there? Uh, start at four. Yep. So you're I'm up, up at? I'm up at 3.30. Yep. Go up at quarter past three. And you, and you get out to there. Get up a quarter past three and you're out of Rose Hill and that, that quickly. Yeah, it takes half hour. Yep. I, I, my track hook is ready to go. It takes me yep. 10 minutes to get up and go. Yep. Got a fast car too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, get the track work. I uh, finished there about 6.30. Um, had ceramic trials after, so I had ceramic trials. Um, you can do anywhere from one heat to 18 heats. You, how many did you do I think today? I, did, I only did five, five heats this yep. morning. And you get paid for them, right? Yeah, paid, yep. paid for them. Um, then I came home. Put the NFL on. I shall put the NFL on, um, and then I'm here. Yeah. But I'll give you a normal week, sort of carnival time. Um, Monday, I'd probably train with Chang in the morning. Yep. Take Hunter swimming. Come home, go through the rides. Obviously, with the manager for the two weeks out. Um, yeah, Monday's pretty cruisy day at home. Tuesday, then yeah, track work morning. So you'd be riding the horses for the Saturday that you usually. So I'd, I'm not sort of one of those jockeys that just goes to the same place everything. 
every day. So mm -hmm. on a Tuesday, if I've got, if it's Golden Super Week and I'm riding that Golden Super Horse, I'd go wherever that's trained on the Tuesday and Do it, know, give it a ride. Yeah. yeah, give it, you know, give a spin around if, if the trainer wanted me to. Yep. Um, and Tuesday Arvo might train or if there's trials. Um, Wednesday, you obviously got the midweek meeting. So you're up early and I usually sweat. So I sweat in the bath. I do a lot of my sweating in the bath. So the bath, I usually set to around 41 degrees. Um, I can do about a kilo in 35 minutes. So I try not to lose t more than two on a race day. Yeah. What's what, what's weight are you happy at when you're at? What uh, if I'm carnival time, I try and get to around 56 half. Yep. Walk around 56. 56 what would half. you be right now? Oh, Monday afternoon, maybe 58. Yep. Off season. So I'm riding 56 tomorrow at Wyong, so should be comfortable mm -hmm. enough. Um, so yeah, carnival time. Yeah, Wednesday ride. Come home back, you know, dinner. And what about? Four, I'm, I'm, like I'm the I'm the the bather with the kids. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what time I get home. Usually, I'm usually home by around six. We have dinner, and then yeah, I usually look after the kids. That's that's my off time. Yeah. You know, that's yep. how I switch off. I put the phone away. Yeah. Get this, you know, bathe the kids and read them stories and that. And then yeah, by the time the kids are in bed, it's eight o'clock and I'm cactus. Yeah. yeah. So um. So you're in bed early most nights? Oh, uh, not really, because then I want to spend time with Taylor yeah. and we might talk. About anything and yeah. get things sorted and Thursday I might have a look at the races for them on the Thursday there's yeah. always the provincial meeting on the Thursday mm. so um, but you won't go to the provincial meeting yeah, I've, yeah. I, I, I usually go Thursday provincials so yep. I um, then wake up Thursday I have track work yep same thing four till six thirty uh, get home might have a little breakfast have a sweat have a look at get over the races go to the races I make all my phone calls usually in the car yeah I try and make no phone calls at home I try and leave that for my car rides so whether it's trainers, owners, or or manager, um, Fridays usually set of trials, but I try and use Friday as a uh, prep day for the Saturday. Yep. So doing the form and all that kind of stuff. So form, um, yeah, might have a little train session, try and get the what, have a little sweat, but I'm not ripping too much off the next morning, and then go to bed, and then. You not eat much? Is Friday? Nah, Fridays usually fish. Yep. Usually fish Fridays. Yep. So Are you always hungry? No, nah, I'm used to it. Yeah. That's how my body's trained. So then we don't really go hungry in this joint much. And yeah, Saturdays obviously <laughs> as soon as Saturday, seven o'clock I'm up. Sometimes I write track work, depends. Yeah. So Saturday I'm mornings, yeah. Saturday mornings sometimes. Otherwise I'm not. I'm just up and yeah, straight back straight prepping for the races. But um and yeah, I love it, do you do you put a lot of preparation into doing the form and speed yeah, mapping I'm a, I'm and I'm, a, I'm old school in a way because obviously I was taught from dad and when dad was doing it, it was videos. I yep. remember as a kid we'd have the VCR and he'd be recording the races <laughs> and if he was doing the form for a meeting, mm. we'd have a look. He'd write down, you know, Ballarat, the 27th of the fucking champ, get this video out and we'd put that in and we'd have a look. So I'm, I'm also, I'm, so I'm always a video man. Yep. So and where do you watch your videos? So I just, I'm on the iPad, so I usually just watch the iPad. But like iPad. What, what, do you go to Racing New South Wales or something? Uh, or? I'll just go to Racing New South Wales. I'll, um, so I've got, like, so my day on Saturday, I'd pick up the race, I'd get the iPad on Friday night or Friday hour because I had Canterbury Friday night. I'd have, um, yeah, I don't like to spend too long. Mm -hmm. I'd probably spend maybe... Don't want to overthink it. No, I, yeah. I like to just watch my horse. So I'll watch, if I don't know my horse, I'll watch all my horse, so the, where they've run well, maybe how they haven't performed. Um, and then I'll look at the opposition. Um, I do everything, probably select, I probably process of elimination in a way. I'll look at one, I go, yeah, got none. What? Yeah, the process, no, none. And I, I sort of, then I... Got my main chances, and then at the end of it, I'll look at a map. Mm -hmm. I don't put too much focus on a map, but I'll look at the map and go, all right, well, I've drawn nine. Like, so Kerwin's Lane on Saturday, I looked at it, you know, I, I know him back to front, so I didn't even need to watch his replays. Mm. I've ridden him enough. I know yeah. him back to front. 
Um, and those races I find are easier because you know a lot of the opposition because they're the carnival horses, so you know. But I just quickly looked at the map. You know, obviously Gay had runners out wide. Um, a couple of those ones drew low in. Um, and my main focus in that race was to make sure I began and to roll forward and try and tuck in third, fourth, fifth, sixth and hopefully on the back of Redini or mm. something like that. And that's how it worked out. Yeah. Um, so that's how I sort of do my form. Um, but I reckon I spend maybe 10, 15 minutes a race. Yep. Hopefully done in an hour, hour and a half. Um, I use I, I do a thing with riders. Well, I don't mark it down, but I use riders. You know, if a certain rider's on one horse, I might say, well, it's going to be two pairs, two pairs closer. Mm. You've got your negative riders, you've got your positive riders, your neutral riders. Mm. You know how certain riders ride. Um, so that all takes into mm. my prep. Mm. Have you got an uh, office, a little home office where you do all that? Yeah, I've got my office. Yeah. So, nice. But like I said, I don't it, – it, I try and keep everything very simple that – when I pull up, we only have 30-minute gaps between races that you come in off one, you watch the replay, all right, yep, went good. I, the fence looked like it was okay then or the fence might have been off. And then next thing, they're calling you within 10 minutes and then go back out for your next race. And you've got a way in between. So then by the time you want to look at your form guide, oh yeah, race six or second touch, I'll go through it. I've got all my marks. I want to keep it as simple as possible that I know where I'm at. So then I'm going out for the next race and I've looked at my bit of paper for two minutes. Yep, I want to follow James. He's going to be on speed. The thing of gays there. And as soon as those gates open, everything's basically just automatic. Mm. Yeah. And do you guys talk a lot? Like, because when I'm down, I take my kids down to Randwick and we try to get really close. And when you guys go past us, I can hear a bit of yelling and this. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of noise going on. But is there, I mean, it's probably a stupid question, but is there a, how much chat goes on when you're riding? Like, hey, mate, uh, get the, out of my way. Or, no, hey, the, the, the chat yeah. at the moment's more, early it's just more positioning. You know, you yeah. might give someone a call if they're about to cut you short. Yeah. You know, more of a courtesy call than anything. You know, yeah. let you know that you're still there. So what do you say? Like, I'm inside, I'm inside. Yeah, yeah, here, 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 still here. Yeah. Or keep going or, yeah. you know. Um, and then during the run, there's not much happening. Yep. And then at the end, and yeah. And do that... You often hear people like really jockeys really yell at their horse when, like, say, the 150 mm. or 200 to get them going, they give a big, yeah. <sighs> like, some do, some don't, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, or sometimes you're in a position where you don't want not someone to know you're there, yeah, so you don't want to, you sure. be, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you just want to sneak up quietly because yeah. I found sometimes, you know, you might give a you might be joining in with something at the 150 and you want to give yours a yeah and you give it a yeah. and yeah. then the lady starts kicking, it starts running yeah. from you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah, yeah you got to time it. Yeah. The time it. Yeah. Sometimes as, as the whips get more padded, the sort of you're gonna have to start to come up with other stuff, aren't you? Like yelling and yeah. mm. stronger riders are probably gonna yep. start to prevail a bit more. Yeah, so I don't look I'm hoping the whip never goes because mm. it's racing, like you know. It's not going. Yeah. They don't hurt. They yeah. don't hurt. That's we're we're encouraging them. Yeah. We're not doing anything else. You know, they're they're taught yeah. to run, they're educated to run, they're bred to yeah. run, so because um, there's, there's no appetite to get rid of the whip in New South Wales. Like you hear a little bit about it in Victoria, but yeah, not here. No, no. Yeah, we we'd probably be the last ones standing up tipping here. Yeah, mm. yeah, good. Um, let's go, yeah, let's go to the questions. Keep the questions. Um, so the first question is is uh, about Lasquetti's spirit, which obviously <laughs> everyone wants to hear about. But you just earlier you're saying you go through the form, and then you look at us and go, yeah, it's got none. Yeah, just move on. So Lasquetti's spirit was it a yeah, it's got none. Move on. Uh, so it was, I was, well, everyone wants to be Melbourne for the four-day carnival. Yeah. Back then, everyone wanted to be Melbourne for the four-day carnival. Now it's, mm. there's usually $2 million race in Sydney on, the, on all those days. So, but back then, yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I think there's only, on Oaks Day, there's only a meeting at Hawkesbury, shitty meeting at Hawkesbury. Um, and my family's Melbourne, so I try and get to Melbourne as much as possible. 
especially carnival time, I used to try and use that as a week to spend with the family and obviously ride. Um, and I remember my manager ringing me up, I think, oh, maybe on the Friday prior. We had a week out. And he said, oh, you've been offered, you got a couple of rides at Hawkesbury, but you've been offered this ride in the Oaks. It's a maidener, yes, but <laughs> just watch the replay. Mm. And I watched the replay of it, I'm like, oh, yeah? Like, if anyone's ever seen the replay, <laughs> it was huge. It I know it was a maiden. On. It stayed on. It, yeah. it, but mm. it was a three-year-old maiden, a three-year-old filly against open maidens, yeah. which I always like. And she did a power of work and it just kept, thing. and she had to run at the mile and a half. I'm like, well, she stays a trip. And I had a quick look at the Oaks market and they, I think they had Yankee Rose or whatever favourite and... Nothing in the race had run past 2,000. Mm. And I'm like, well, mine will run 24. It might not run it fast, but it'll run the trip. <laughs> yeah. It'll run the trip. So I'm like, oh, well, it'll give me opportunity to go down. I think she can run top six. Um, give me opportunity to go down, see the family. And that's how I looked at it. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we came up with, at the time, Nathan Snowy, was, yeah. Snowy was doing, helped me with a bit of form. Um, and we came up with a salute, with a thing saying, well, She's one pace. Yeah. I didn't think she had speed, yep. but I was just thinking, well, I'm going to try and get her on speed, and if she does, well, that's going to be in our best interest. But if it takes me 200 metres, 400 metres, 600 metres, 800 metres, I want to get to the front mm. and just keep letting it roll. And um, so that was the plan. I said to Lee, we'll, we'll be positive, we'll try and get to the front. Um, so I based my whole ride on trying to get her to the front mm. and flowing it, not sectionally, temp uh, uh, not sectionals, I was more just going to rate on how I felt. Mm. And, um, you rode it pretty vigorously too. Like, oh, so I rode the ears off her for the first fell. Yeah. And I remember, I remember going to the post the first first time. Ollie was on one of the main chances, and he was trying to drop in, and I had no horse to keep him out. So I actually had to sort of come back, let him go, and I could have dropped in one off, and I actually peeled back out to then go around, and um, and then my next main one was I think 100 metres later. I had to take Yendel on for the lead. And I'm like, if he comes with me, that's my race done. Mm. And he mm. let me go. And then when he let me go, I ended up So you think that if Yenel came, it wouldn't happen? No, nah, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't, why I'll, exactly? I just would have had to grab hold because yeah. I wouldn't have had the horse to keep sure. pushing on. But he yeah. grabbed hold. He was obviously on a long shot too. And he probably looked at me going, well, all right, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one was wanting to chase the 150 to one pop. Yeah. So I just took it up. And I remember, yeah, getting down the back. And I didn't want to look behind because I didn't want anything else to change how I was thinking about that ride. You know, I just wanted to go out there and ride her this far off her top. Yeah. I'm like, she'll stay. The power of work she did at that Kembla Maiden or Newcastle Maiden, whatever it was, she'll stay. So I just wanted to ride her not far off her top and keep her flowing. And, um, yeah, I remember down the back, I didn't know how far I was in front and it was just dead quiet. And then I got to the 1,000 and give her a click and I got the half mile. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Put a couple behind her and um, and that's how I ride. There's, I, I tell this story a fair bit when I do functions and that. I remember at Flemington's a TV about the 500 metre mark and I'm there at 600 going, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> and I'm hard pressed at it. And I looked over and she's six clear. I'm like, oh yeah, it's going all right. <laughs> got to the 400, another TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to get to the 300. I'm still five clear. I'm going, shit, this is going all right. Yeah. <laughs> and she just, she wasn't stopping. She but just kept. At the she, 300, you must have thought, oh, like, they're going to get me. Like, well, she, lot, yeah, but she wasn't stopping. Me. She just, yeah. just kept sustaining yeah. a gallop. And I looked over at the 200 and I'm at the TV. I'm like, wow, we yeah. got all right here. And then we got to the 100. I look back over and I'm like, this TV frozen? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to have a look back over. And then I look back over and realised I was five clear in the yeah. Oaks. And yeah. that's and where then the... And then so I'll just quickly jump in here with the first question. So when it comes to certain... This is from Adam Page. Um, when it comes to certain big races or champion horses, race callers will have a line or two ready 
to use for the moment. Was there any thought process with the gestures aboard Lasquetti Spirit in the Oaks or then Fireburn in the Sires? So if people don't know... Nah, I, it, funny enough, I, um, I have, I've thought of salutes and, you know, but... So you're... you're um, I've thought of them before, vi- but... The victory one, salute on Lasquetti Spirit is... The, like you'll never never thought beaten. of it in my life. But it, yeah, so it'll never get beaten though. No, no it's the do best better. ever. Best it's the best ever. ever. But I've thought of I've thought of ones now that I think I'll use and I've never used them before. So that you had no like, the, so you <laughs> we'll, we'll put the footage up of you doing the bow and let's get it yeah. go past the post. Uh, I had no. And it came in. So it came into your mind at the hundred meters or something. That, or you were just so blown away by what happened. You're like, well, that, I'm just going to bow. That came. That literally came into my mind when I looked back and said I was five clear and I realised I was going to win the next. I stood up, and I was just stood up, like looked at the crowd, and then for some reason I bowed. I have yeah. no idea why. Yeah. It just happened. Amazing. That's the you know, that's, that's yeah. racing, like that's emotion, yeah, Excellent. and that's what it was. That's, that's what the, the great games all about. Um, and that's what it is. So that and you find a thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. And did best. they? Did they like? Did no one paid for it, but obviously I got you know. But that was the best promotional tool ever. That went worldwide. Yeah, and it still gets used now. Yeah. It's still played. So yeah, they should pay you a fee. Yeah, every time. Um, that's right. No, yeah. Best thousand <laughs> spent. Yeah. Um, and did the stewards? Do they just sort of say, mate, we're, yeah. we're going to give you this speeding ticket? But yeah. So they didn't. So she was. So that was just because at the end of the day they don't want you falling off, and you can understand yeah. it's all safety. But, yeah. but you're safe. But at the same time, you, yeah. it's it's emotion. So you get yeah. taken over by emotion. Yeah. So that's what happens. And um, I suppose another one was then obviously with Tommy in the size. Yeah. Never did I think I'd do that. But yeah. that just that was just more <laughs> of a bit of banner with Tommy, and that yeah. was more with Anthony saying that he thinks she should have won the slipper, and I'm like. Oh, nah, yeah, mate. that's right. Yeah. She's extreme, yeah. yeah. Nah, mate. <laughs> Shouldn't have won the slipper. I said, my filly should have won the slipper. Mm. Um, so that was a bit more that, the wave. Um, uh, what was the other one he said? Um, the fire burn in the, oh, fire burn in the slipper. Um, fire burn in the size, yeah. On the size, yeah, yeah that was yeah, that, that was one. It, yeah. yeah. Come at me. I think even the one with, I think, Private Eye, that was just more emotion, just mm. punching in my chest, going to the crowd. Like, it's, it's, it's emotion. I, ne- I don't plan those things. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. Emotion. The one I have thought about, which I don't know if I'll ever have the balls to do it, um, because <laughs> I think the stewards would probably stand me down for six months if I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> well, after after Fireburn, the Messiahs, uh, uh, I think I got a five thousand dollar fine. Oh, really? And Van Gessel said to me, "Mate, you find you another salute? It doubles every time from now." <laughs> and I started thinking, "Well, one more is ten. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I've got to pull up. I've got to pull up. But maybe if I wait 12 months, it'll... Can you tell us what, the, what you're thinking? Or? Nah, <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sure, know if I'll ever use the it. The flying dismount, surely, in the... <laughs> like, in the like, um, the tour. Hopefully yeah. I'm in a position to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, I'll try and... There's a few questions about Lasquetti, but I'll... Um, so Brody Nixon said, what was the last few furlongs like aboard Lasquetti Spirit? We've kind of spoken about that. Um, when did you realise you had it won? And... How far out did you feel he had the others cooked? No, not till late. Not till I looked over at the hundred. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. that was when all yeah. the emotion kicked in. It wouldn't have seemed real. Yeah, until the hundred. And see, I'm Victorian boy, so mm. you know the big four days of the carnival, winning the Crown Oaks. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember the day Usain Bolt was there, um, oh, ambassador. Was. Yeah. yeah, the world's fastest man. Then <laughs> I, I love sport, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought, he's yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, he's the goat. So yeah. um, he was presenting yeah. me the trophy. He put his arm around me. Awesome. And he, he basically said to me, he goes, you we'll did what I up. he goes, yeah. you did what I did. You just go to the front and keep running. Yeah, I've got photos of him and everything. So that's yeah, memories Brilliant. that I'll never forget. Brilliant. Do you um, have that pegged as your best ride ever, do you think? Or uh, I think big race ride, yeah, yeah. maybe. 
just because well, she won. I think I've ridden. I've, I, yeah. Tactically, yeah. Yeah. You, sat you, you won. You won at 151 shot. Yeah. You know, yeah you, exactly. If you sat midfield, you wouldn't have won that race. No. Nah, yeah. So, yeah. but I feel like I've ridden. So I've, I think I've, I've done some crackers in certain races, and you got rolled. Mm. Yeah. But to get the result and there, the way things happened and the story behind it, she was a maiden. She never won another yeah. race. What was so, the party like that night? Where'd you go for dinner? Uh, I think I had quite night with the. With, I went to the family and then I think caught up with the owners and then um, I think Warney's old club. Got me club there. Club twenty eight got yeah. me. Uh, good. Did you know, you know Warney? Did you know? No, I didn't know Warney. No, nah, I didn't know Warney. So, um, but yeah, that was the place where we all used to go during Carnival Club twenty three. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and just finishing off the Scotty, Odin Payne says, did he think the Scotty would be winning the Oaks on the turn? Well, the answer is no to that. No, no. Yeah. So like I said, she was a top six. I felt she was a top six ride from a week out. Mm. And uh, yeah, I didn't think she was going to win the Oaks till yeah, the other hundred. Yeah, and Travis Bromley asked, did he think? Um, he had a good chance in the race, or was he surprised everybody else? Well, you sort of answered that. He said yep. that he, you know, thought it was. Yeah, yep. I wasn't going there thinking she'd win. I just yeah. thought, yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll get a ride free. I've got a trip to Melbourne. <laughs> cool. Okay, we'll move on to some less sweaty. Um, does this, so this is from Joshua on Twitter. Does the Sydney jockey room get tense when the apprentices are slaying and copying so many good rides? Does it make it hard for the seniors bar J-Mac? And then it added on a little bit, who's the best apprentice in your view at the moment? Uh, not really, just... It is what it is, you know, like, um, we all have quiet runs, we all have hot runs, so you just get used to it, but um, you, there's times of year, obviously, you know, winter, summer, like these some where the weight comes off and it's just natural for the apprentices to ride winners. Mm. Um, but you see those kids that ride winners at three, claiming three, claiming two, and then you see them with no claim and they're riding Saturday Provincial. Yeah. So there's yeah, no yeah. guarantee that yeah. they're going to be stars, but yeah. Um, yeah, a lot weight relief does help, and yeah. they're natural. You know, if they're on the best horses, we weight relief, then yeah. they're going to ride winners. But I don't think much changes. Um, to me, it's just yeah, trying to keep to the stick to the process, keep working hard, and get the results. I think I don't. I think after Private Eye won the Nature Strip, I think I went five weeks maybe without a winner, mm. and I didn't think I was riding that bad. Maybe the public might think I rode bad, but I didn't think I was doing too much wrong, but they just weren't winning. And then last week on the Wednesday, I rode a winner, rode three Thursday and come out, rode a double and $2 million on Saturday. So mm. I don't think I was doing anything different. Just things were happening for me, but um, this is how it is. And it's like seeing, you'll see those kids, they'll get a go, ride one winner for a stable and they'll, everyone chimes in and they're the new kid in town. Mm. That's one thing I find in Sydney, they like the fresh face. Yeah. So whether it's an, even an import with Tom Marklin or something, yep. everyone mm. loves a fresh face. Mm. And they've probably got the hunger too of something a bit different. We have no off-season. Yep. So we go from riding in million-dollar races to Hawkesbury on a Sunday. And not saying that you're not there competing, but we're entitled to an off day, you know. Mm. If, you, the, uh, if you play you play AFL or NRL, you, you, ride, you finish all your they, season. All they want to do is make people rest. And you, you yeah. don't see anyone for four months. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that. Yeah. So we got to take your own. So... That makes it tricky when you get those fresh faces or the young young, young apprentices are trying to prove themselves, mm. um, and then going to what the best young rider. Um, I think Tyler's airborne at the moment; he's riding well, but his next challenge will be the, his claim. Um, Dylan, I think, has a really bright future, um, so I think he'll make it. Uh, Zachy's riding a heap of winners, but he's probably the kid at the moment where. He's got the fresh claim, getting the right support, and he's making use, making the most of it. Mm. So his goal now will be to continue on through because in another month or so, his opportunities might dry up through February and stuff where the carnival kicks on. So 
it's just all about trying to improve their craft. But I think they're probably the main ones at the moment. Mm. And as punters, one thing that I do and I encourage everyone to do, and if you have a big win, I always try and do something smart with some of the money. And so, like when you, you know, the payday you got on Saturday was pretty good, pretty significant. Do you kind of, when you get a big pay like that, do you try and do something smart with some amount of the money or? Uh, no, so what well, we get, I get paid fortnightly. Um, so that since I've been back, it's been pretty good. Mm. Um, I've earned actually more this year than in a short space that I probably have in most seasons. So yeah, we deserve it. It's it's been good, but I so with me with race New South Wales, I get twenty percent taken out already from tax. Yep. So I don't just see the whole. Yeah. You know, yeah, if yeah, I earn this much, yeah. that just doesn't hit the bank account. No. Because um, yeah. I know I've got to pay my manager twelve percent. Um, Got other things I pay. Yeah. So um, what do you say the twenty percent to racing is? What's that one? So that's just my tax. I get them yep. to take the tax straight out. Yep. And then so basically, I try and work it out with my tax that by the end of the year, every year, I pay in advance. Yep. So I'm always paying in advance my tax that I actually get money back. I use it as a savings account. Mm. I don't want to get caught in a position where I owe. Yeah. Yep. I want to know the money that's in my account. That's mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what am I doing with it at the moment? Well, I'm at the moment I'm paying, paying yes. off of, yeah. paying off yeah. mortgages. Yep. I've got investments, properties, and I've got, um, yeah, I'm paying off a house now yeah. in, in Chifley. So, so, yeah. yeah, that's where all the money's going at the moment. And I've got it'll a be, little... I mean, it's, it'd be amazing for you if you can come out, you yeah. know, with, yeah, in a, in a great, which you will. Well, so the goal is at 40, I want the home loan paid off with the investments paid off. Yeah. That I've got investment properties that are earning me money. Mm. And I'm not finished, retired, not work, not finished, retired. I'd still love to do something for an income. Mm. But yeah, I want to be in a position where if I want to go away for six weeks, I can. Mm. And you even can, now, you walk I'm in any media job too. Yeah, you're great at talking. There'll be plenty, <laughs> plenty of. Um, and even now, like with, um, like we're going to, you know, we'll probably go duck up the the coast there for a week. But I don't ever not do anything because of money. Yep. I'm very lucky that I'm fortunate enough that I can do that. So if we want to go to Gold Coast, we'll go to the Gold yeah. Coast. If we want to go up here, I never let money decide that. When you hang out with House, I'd imagine that he sort of sets his comes across he, as someone who he, just... He cost me money. I'm fortunate enough in that. But at the same time, yeah, I, I work hard for it. So, yeah, everything at the moment's going into the, the build. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Cool. Um, let's but the on. missus has a credit... The missus has an Amex and a credit card <laughs> under my name. And I've got, them linked, I've got them linked to my phone. And I, I, sometimes I'll leave the races, I'll pull my phone up, oh, stuff and such at... I'm like, stop shopping. <laughs> just, just, just buy endless shit for the kids, like clothes. And oh, this time, like, this time of year, it's just yeah. Do you find that too? Like you just, they just buy more, she's and more clothes. For the we call kids. it Tarjay. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they, have, they have good shit at Tarjay. Yeah, yeah, like, it's good. Yeah, it yeah. could be worse. Like they could be going to like see. Nah, she, she's Queen pretty C. smart. Like that. Big W Kmart and Tarjay. Yeah, she but loves. it's yeah. At least she's not going like Queen Street Valara with a C and that like kids' t-shirts are like eighty bucks. Yeah, but then up at Tarjay, as you say, it's like. His favourite subject, talking yeah. about... Oh, mate, I'm dressed in... I think yeah, six I think these are like $15 cotton-on shorts. So my most expensive thing I'm wearing, I've got my Nikes. Nikes so. yeah. They're good, yeah. they're red. Yeah, I like them. Uh, we'll keep rolling. Um, okay, this is from Mark Olams. Sorry, Olmus. Olmus, um, yeah. From yeah. Sky Channel. From Sky, Sky. Channel, yeah. We've yep. got a couple of questions from Sky presented, which is, which is awesome. Uh, this is a simple one. Best spray from Jay Hawks. Johnny actually... Uh, Hawksy wasn't too bad, actually. Um... He's just more like because John's never at the races. Yep. He's always you'd always Must call be him. On there. You'd always call him on the way home. He's still I've seen him this morning. He's still digging out boxes. Yeah. Still works Legend. hard. Hasn't Legend. changed yeah. ever since I've known Hawks. He hasn't changed. Uh, but yeah, he's just more phone call on the way home. And usually you know when you've done the wrong thing, so you ring him. He goes, "Yep, you know you fucked it." Yeah. So he's <laughs> more dry. Yep. Simple. The biggest one I got was actually um, 
biggest one I've had over the, over probably the past couple of years was actually John O'Shea, mm. and that was after a trial. <laughs> <laughs> I trialed a young horse for him, and it wasn't doing anything, so I just pulled it up. But it was an expensive yearling, and I remember, yeah, the, the phone come over to me like that, and I held it from here, and everyone else could hear it. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, I, I blew the wind up me. Yeah, right. I blew the wind so he up gave me. John a shake. And, yeah, yeah. He, gave, he gave me a good one. But Did you hear I love riding for John. He's, like, he's harsh but fair. Yeah. Mm. So we've got a great working relationship and that's the last time I think he's, uh, he's given it to me. But to be honest, I haven't ridden one that bad <laughs> lately for him, but <laughs> I'm sure the next one comes, yeah. Did you see Moody spray on? I've heard that, yeah, I've heard all you that. you heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's, I love going to the footy and bag and the sure. it's yeah. part of theater isn't yeah. it who do you, are you a rooster or rabbit no nah, so i'm a storm from melbourne right I've but i'm so. growing the kids up they because they live in bunny territory they'll yeah. be bunnies bunnies yeah yeah so where we are it's it's just bunnies everywhere yeah. um, you know afl i'm demons demons yeah yeah afl on demons so you, love, you love your afl yeah love yeah, afl awesome. well, yeah so yeah. and i'm my background is my my dad's dad was albanian yep so my favorite melbourne player was adam uze right yeah, okay. so I try and say we're two of the greatest Albanian athletes going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and throw a dual leaper in there. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Dual yeah. leaper. She's Albanian. She's Albanian. Yeah. She's My good girl. looking too. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. good yeah. too. She's the singer, right? Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, so love. They're my they're my two AFL teams. NBA, I'm Golden State. Yep. Uh, Steph Curry. Yep. Uh, NFL. I'm a I was a Brady man, so I was New England, but I followed him through Tampa. But I love um, I like the Bengals. Yep. Like the Bengals. Burrows. So, Joe Burrow. Yeah, have you Burrow. seen? He did a podcast. A, you know the Full Send podcast. Have you seen that? Yeah. Did you see the one he did on that? No, I didn't. It's good. You should listen to it. Yeah. So like, I, I watched all that Brady documentary and that. So I, yeah. What was that? The uh, Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena. Have you watched the other one? The um, Tom versus Time. Yep. Watch that too. They're the best. Yeah. That's the best. So, yeah. No, I love I love all that. So got yeah. got my teams there. So. Awesome. Um, this is talking about sport. Mullins and Co. Bloodstock. Is this a mate of yours? Don't know. Anyway, the question is. When can we expect to see the gun lace up the boots for the <laughs> Cowra Magpies? Oh, well, Cowra's the in-laws. So my right. wife and her family, they're all like, so Neil was Cowra based and all that sort of stuff. So we go to Cowra. Uh, we have, actually, funny enough, I've been to Cowra three times in the last four or five years. First time, uh, we went there for a birthday and um, I won the Golden Slipper that Saturday and everyone was in Cowra. And then I drove to Cowra that night. I hadn't been it's to Cowra. Yeah, yeah, hadn't been to Cowra for four years. Yeah, everyone, all the family was in Cowra. Won the Golden Slipper on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then last time, for an unfortunate circumstance, we had a funeral. So, um, but yeah, all the in-laws are that way. But I've never played the league in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt I'd be any good at it. Yeah. I'd more, said, I'm I'd more of a forward pocket sort of type or a winger. <laughs> you you want, I said to him, "Where would you play him?" He said, "Hooker." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say like you know, if I'm Adam, Adam Reynolds, I'd say that'd yeah. be me. But I yeah. wouldn't take. I wouldn't be taking hit ups. No, I wouldn't be taking hit ups. What about for the southeastern seagulls? Maybe down oh, there well, at Piney. Yeah, Piney down at Piney Park. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be getting Hunter into that, so he'll be a little seagull I'm tipping. But um, beautiful. He's out. Don't worry about me. He, he's going to be little that kid. I feel sorry for him already. Yeah, he's, he's got your genes. Has he? he's, well, he's bred to be tiny. Yeah, but he's uh, he runs rings around kids his age because he's little. He's a little pocket rocket, but he's only going to be little. I'm he's tipping. a daycare. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. daycare twice a week. But awesome. He's. Complete and utterly. Like the French. School. So he's got he's got my blood, which if people knew me from when I was young and obviously no half, so that just says enough. <laughs> he's got my blood, then you've got Neil Payne blood. Yeah. Like yeah. if you've seen him at a yearling sale, <laughs> do not touch. Yeah. He can probably run. Yeah. But half mad. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well. 
Um, yeah, my kids go to the French school in Maroubra. Huey's kids go there too. Yeah. 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 You, you should. You guys should think yeah, about because yeah. you can. Send I don't know. Them there. But what about that midterm holiday when it just goes for forever? Yeah, it's it's not that bad. But then, like, the idea is that you go to yeah. France or yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's how I. My, my so how far off of France are you? Yeah, Sorry, say the how far off France are you? Yeah, how many well, times are you taking the kids to France? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going yeah. next, year. Nah, next year. I think I think we're more um, going to the school that Taylor went to and then yep. came at like where. The only Mar- good thing about the French Marcelin, Marcelin or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. The, the big good kicker, school. the big kicker of the French school is that they start at three and a half. Yeah. So when they're three and a half, my kid like Ryder started there last year was there five days a week. Yeah. So you can just get on with your own life. Yeah. Which, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But um, and they learn French like my little my six year old girl is fluent in French. And all the, um, the the French parents are like, it's like we're in Paris. She's just a little girl in Paris. She doesn't sound. <laughs> yeah, and she's, I don't speak any French yeah. at all. And, yeah. Oh, I, I, love, I love, that's one thing I wish I did. I wish I learnt a language. Language, mm. yeah. Only because now racing can take you anywhere. Mm. You know, true, so yeah. I, when you go to, like, went to Japan, I knew nothing. Learned a little bit when I was over there. Um, you know, Hong Kong, obviously, whether it's Cantonese or Mandarin, mm. like this. Mm. And there's just so much, like Australia's just full of, Multicultural, so yeah, it's the best part of Australia, yeah. Best part of Australia. So, I'd love for the kids to learn languages, yep. whether it's one or two, because mm. I think it in time it'll help. And that's one thing I like. I've got the Albanian blood and obviously the Greek blood to me as well. And, um, yeah, it's one thing I miss. I wish I, I, I mm. learned Greek very early, mm. and then I same thing with school. I hated going to school, Greek school, so I finished. But, like, my, my dad and my yaya and that obviously they speak Greek and I'd understand it, but mm. now I'm just when you look when you stop speaking it, you just yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's one thing I'd love the kids to do is learn language. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, we'll keep rolling. We're nearly finished. Um, so, Nikita Mazapan, how did Fasil feel and will he get 1,200 for the slipper? We talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think she'll definitely run. I think she's going to be developing into a seven furlong horse, but at the moment she's just running for fun. Yep. Uh, Keith City, fried or steamed dim sims? Um, I don't know where this one's come from. Used to be fried. Used yeah. to be fried. Did you like your Chinese food? Or yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. actually at um, what's that joint? XOXOP with a new oh, Golden yeah. Century joint. There, I was there yeah, for yeah. lunch yesterday. So yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I love that sort of love that food. But um, yeah, I'm I'm mixed. I get the mix. I'd say yeah. I love I my steamed steam. dumplings. I love steamed steam dumplings, steam, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Steam, steam, steam. steam. Yeah. I can't afford fried. Like I'm already blowing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the former best sort in racing. <laughs> you said yeah. you put on a few kegs the other day, didn't you? Yeah, that's why you're former. I'm cast. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it to um, Nick Haywood now, best sword in racing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good one from Damien Bates. Who do you ride home harder with 100 to go? Your mounts or Fernando Hunter? Oh, the dogs. <laughs> yeah, the dogs. <laughs> I, I'm like that. Yeah, obviously, like when they go like at Wenny Park, mm. and you can see like you see when they they pan through and you go through the window, you always see the louts at the front. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where yeah. Christmas bite, they'll go up. And I usually stand sort of probably two steps back. And um, yeah, I well, Fernando Hunter, he's, he's horrible out of the boxes. So it's just shut your eyes for the first 50. But right. if he's anywhere near him down the back, yeah. then yeah, I get up and about. So yeah. Yeah, I love, yeah, I'm pretty passionate. I always awesome. see some good content on your uh, Instagram stories every now and then when he's when he's had a win, Fernando. Yeah, yeah, no, I love, I love the dog. So like with Mr. Perfect, he's similar. He's just a little bit shut your eyes first corner. And then, yeah, if he's anywhere near him down the back, mm. he usually blows him away. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Edwards, who's a, one of the good men on the den, he says, Hi, Brenton. Please tell the viewers about your love for the Greyhounds, the joy it brings to families and your current stars. I mean, we've sort of talked about yeah, that. Right. I just yeah. wanted to... Thanks, Jordan. Well, pretty much, yeah, nearly next question. But, um, yeah, I love it. It's like, it's a passion. So, yeah. um, and like I said, it's cheap. Yep. You know, there's a lot of... There's a few... Um, get involved. There's yeah. a few different mm. ways to get involved. Um, 
you, you can buy you can buy pups and all that, but um, yeah, it's obviously usually majority of trainers now when they're up and going, it's just your flat fee and fifty yeah. percent. So. Yeah, I want to try and do something for Golden Easter Egg. I'd like to see what we can do. So, yeah. Mister Perfect might be there. You yeah, he hurt himself, buddy. Would you, would you be down there for a Golden Easter Egg? Down oh, I, yeah, I had. Yeah. So I had Hunter. He was. Um, we were trying to get him in the million dollar chase. And he just got nutted in the heat, in the, in, the, in the semi. So he ended up in the consolation and he ran second. So I was there the night. But yeah, I was, I was flat. Yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. rolled in the consolation. Yeah, yeah. So I've got two questions. It goes, this is from Peter Phillips. It's a little, I don't quite understand it, but we'll do it anyway. Question for the gun. After getting pistol whipped by one of his rides midweek, does he know when he wakes up that he is in the zone for race day? What are the tells, telltale signs and can he recount one of those days? Oh, I think I thought I know what he's trying to say. Basically, if you've had a bad day at the race, it's you regather. Well, I, f- I find a big thing is maturity. Yeah. So when you're when you're a young kid, or I remember probably maybe six years ago, and you just, yeah, if you give one a carve up, well, what could have been, or you know, and, and it could stew on you for the remainder of the day, for another week, or whatever. But one thing with our industry is there's a race every 30 minutes. Mm. So if you're still worrying about what happened yeah. last race, you're not going in the right frame of mind so um i reckon yeah it's just maturity but there's been a couple situations nothing recent like i said it was all probably years ago because now you just get over it but there is times where you turn up on track and you just feel like you're you're in the zone you're on and they're the days you're on half the card but that's just that's just where sportsmen say they were in the zone same thing with jockeys sometimes you just know you're in the zone and things happen slowly and the gaps happen and next week they don't happen. Mm. So mm. Um, little things. But again, maybe even a question like, is there a ride that you wish you could have had again? There's always, I reckon there's two. And one would be Kementari in the Doncaster. Mm-hmm. I just brain fade half up the straight. I reckon he should have won the Donny. Happy clap one at the year. And the other one was Shatakra in the Everest. Mm. Uh, I went in the end, which it was just a muddling thing. And they're, they're two rides, I reckon. Yeah, first yeah. year of the Everest. Yeah. So they're two two rides that I can think of in the last six years that I'd say yeah. I wish I could have had again. Yeah. Now, oh, you might have. I probably should have won a race there last week or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But they're as far they're gone. I don't you don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm worrying about what's happening at Wyong tomorrow. Is Melbourne Cup a, a big thing for you? Like you think about races to win? Yeah, I'd love to win a Melbourne Cup. Love to win an Everest. Love to yeah. win a Fox Plate. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment, what do you want to win more, Everest or Melbourne Cup? Uh, what's going to pay more? I think everyone's going to pay more. <laughs> but look, see, I've got neighbours across the road from me who don't follow racing. They know I'm a jockey. So all the neighbours around know I'm the jockey. Not many of them follow racing. Yeah, which is probably good. Yeah, not many of them yeah. follow. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have an idea. Like they yeah. see me leaving and like, oh, how'd you get today? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, great. You know, well done. Wouldn't have a clue. But after I ran second in the Everest, two days later, they were like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like they've never mm. ever. Yeah. Wow. So it, it has captured. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It has captured. Yeah, some, I mean, I, I people. like people started talking about what's bigger, the Melbourne Cup or the Everest. Yeah. What will become bigger? And I was like, it's just a stupid argument. This is yeah. like two, three years ago. Yeah. And now it's like, no. It's so they, like, yeah, they, they, they had, of, yeah. they, yeah, they actually looked and followed the Everest from from that, and they knew how I went, mm. and they backed my horse and mm. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when I remember years ago. Used to see people were random people and they go, Oh, so you're a jockey. So how many Melbourne Cups have you won? <laughs> <laughs> like you win it every week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, okay, what's your horse's name? Yeah, uh, yeah don't have a horse. Oh, well, so mm. yeah. yeah. Um, do you know the mug punter? 
have you ever heard Mug Punter on Twitter? I know, I've, I've, I've obviously got, yeah, social media. I've got, yeah. But have you seen, do you ever see him in that? Or you know no, I've never about? met, I've, I've haven't met any of those, uh, those ones with their, you know, Mug Punter. I, I actually speak, I like, I like reading their content because I get quite a like So, uh, is it Crow, uh, <laughs> Mug Punter, yep. uh, Prince Rubiton, yep. uh, Danny Jackson. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love, I'd actually love, I don't know if the stewards would let me, but I'd actually love to just go for lunch. We all meet at lunch and just, mm. I'd love to put a face to it all. Let's, oh, because let's I, pull I, it together. I, we should yeah, do it. <laughs> it's it's quite funny, yeah. I actually yeah. quite get a chuckle out of their half their yeah. content. So uh, I take nothing seriously. So if they bag me, they bag me, but it's, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't, I've never met any of them, <laughs> but I follow, yeah, I love reading all their so content. So Mugpan is coming in here on uh, Boxing Day. We're doing a live stream, yeah. which would be funny, and he's going to come in and uh, I'll just mess around. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a question that's basically been answered, but this is the last question. We'll finish on this. What was it like being a nightclub owner? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I probably, I probably, I wish I did it when I was 20. Yep. But then again, if I did it as 20... <laughs> I probably wouldn't be in this position right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I loved it. So we opened it literally, I think, the week of my wedding. So mm. we had the big uh, – like we had a big party there and, yeah, I loved it. I was there every Saturday. It was a good spot, like from the cubby house to there, it was a good spot to – after the races on a Saturday just to go relax and enjoy. But then, too, we had no kids. Mm. So it was somewhere we'd just go there, take our friends, somewhere mm. to eat, drink. Didn't have to worry about anything. So yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. Wasn't for long enough, but I wouldn't do it again now. Yeah, not going back there. No, I wouldn't do it now. I'd love to go to someone's yeah. and just leave it, but this, I wouldn't go there. This becomes now. a bit of a nightclub. It was almost a nightclub the other night, wasn't it? It's pumping. We're yeah. all too old, though, aren't we? DJ straight back. Good, McCormick, that's sort of yeah. a so now I'm, I'm more into I'm more into now entertainment, so I'm trying to set the house up now, obviously, when I get when we finish building. And then, yeah, now and then will we have everything. You know, we'll have big TVs everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I'm more just dinner and drinks now than club. Yeah. Sure. Great. Well, mate, thank you very much. Um, yep. You're a great bloke. We appreciate you coming in. We're all cheering you on. Yep. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Something yeah. a bit different. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, I, think, I think people have got a lot of insight out of it and um, had got a different tone to a lot of the other stuff out there. So it's it's good to good to, uh, good to have you here. So thanks very much. No, no problem. All good, boys? It was great. Thanks, awesome. Brenton. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.